Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast, and I'm Jamie Allison. This is the destination podcast for high performers, and uh, this is where we talk to people from different genres, different backgrounds, different groups to find out what it is that they have done first to be successful and other tips that they have being able to get to kind of higher performance. And, and that way we can take some of those nuggets and be able to apply them in our own lives. So we, we have some really cool guests that are on here. Today we have uh, uh, somebody that, that I think has, has done some fantastic things. I think you're really gonna take a lot away from today's session. Um, so we will be jumping into that in just a minute. Uh, a couple of quick things just before we go on. Um, as we have on the last few podcasts, we just wanna thank all of those essential workers that are out there doing things to make sure that we're all safe right now. Um, I know things are opening up a little bit, but there is uh, that doesn't mean that they aren't uh, just as much of a focus as they've ever been. So thank you to the um, to the people who are on the front lines, as well as all those workers in grocery stores and all of those things that um, uh, are doing a fantastic job just to make sure that uh, that things keep running and, and we get those essential services. Um, so uh, in uh, recognition of that, two of our um, uh, sponsors, Jazz HR is one of them. They have an applicant tracking system that what they have done um, during this time period is any essential service that is trying to recruit right now, and a lot of them are trying to bring in additional people, um, they have opened their platform up for free um, for those uh, organizations. So if you're one of those organizations, go on to www.bigideabigmoves.com, and on there you'll see a link that will allow you to go in and, uh, and be able to talk to Jazz, Jazz HR to make sure that um, you can take advantage of that. So, uh, so that's there. The other thing is Epitome. HR is um, they're running some webinars over the next little while for those people who are out of work or are uh, looking at um, maybe they come back to work a little differently than they have before. Um, so there are a few webinars that are helping with job search. So there's job search for introverts. There's um, acing the video interview. As you know, that uh, a lot of what we're doing is remote right now. So that means that if you're doing an interview, you're probably doing it by um, video interview over the next little while. So that's a good one to make sure that you want find out some tips and tricks and how to go about doing that. So um, that again is on the same website, again, www.bigideabigmoves.com. And uh, they'll definitely uh, help you out uh, over the next little while. Um, so today, I'm really happy um, to be able to, um, to have this guest on today. Um, I was talking with her before uh, we went on here. I actually have seen her work for quite some time. Um, she has a, a, an incredible background. I'll, I'll just say, so Robin Benacasa, she is the founder of World Class Teams. She's a top motivational speaker on leadership. She uh, goes into organizations all over, which you'll hear. Um, she is an adventure racing champion. She is a CNN hero. Um, she is the founder of Project Athena, best-selling author, a true high performer, which is who we love to talk to here. She's won two world adventure races, holds three Guinness World Book records for long-distance kayaking. Her book, How Winning Works, is a New York Times bestseller. Um, her clients include everybody from Starbucks and Boeing to Microsoft and Fast Company. And on top of all that, she's a firefighter, just that little side thing that she does too. <laughs> so this is, it's pretty amazing. Um, so it is a real pleasure to have Rob on the show and and thank you for doing this it sounds like you have a crazy schedule so thank you so much robin for doing this today. yeah thanks for inviting me and uh thank you for the nice shout out for uh for all the essential workers um on behalf of all of us uh, we appreciate it so much yeah, it's a it's a really different time right now. So um, you know, it's it's great that those people are out there doing that, and um, and I just think that uh, you know, 
all of the things that you do, um, you know, we went through a huge list of them right now. Uh, how do you find, uh, uh, you know, how do you find the energy to do that? And, and at a time when it's probably pretty wearing on, on you as well going through that. Well, I mean, when you, when you really do what you love, um, it's not really like work. So I've been lucky enough um, to, you know, in my life have started my firefighting career and then it kind of, the adventure racing led to the speaking career and then I started a little nonprofit. It's just kind of all these things that I, I genuinely love to do, which is I get to like full time, take care of people and inspire people. And, um, you know, I just feel like the luckiest person on earth to be able to, to do all that. Yeah. And, and you have this real kind of intentional way of doing things. I mean, you have, have obviously really kind of built this broad career, but on, uh, in really kind of cool complementary areas and, and ways that you wouldn't think were complementary right away. I, I mean, I saw a quote that, um, that you had on, I think on a website and it said, um, your dreams are upstream and you can't float there. And I thought that was fantastic because it is kind of a way that, that you must approach things in, in your life. Yeah, that's my whole, my whole thought process. Since I was a little kid, actually, it's like, you know, always be swimming, always be swimming upstream because, you know, you've seen your friends, your family members, whomever around you, they, they kind of, you know, they, they float, they, they chill, they sometimes take it easy. They don't really have a goal or a dream and that may work for them. I mean, that may work great for them. Uh, but for me, I'm not happy unless I have a mission, like unless I have a purpose or a goal or a dream or something that I'm working towards. And, you know, and it, I, it's got to be set upstream. You know, if you're floating, you're not getting there. And so, you know, I think in life, you got to swim hard. You know, you got to swim hard upstream for your dreams, but it's always worth it. You know, take those moments to float down a little bit so you can swim even harder the next time. But, you know, that's just, um, I think, the way that kind of productive people like to, like to roll. And, and that actually just makes me happy, you know, to yeah. feel like I'm getting closer to, to my dream. And, and that's often, you know, a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's the piece that's sometimes missing with people is understanding that it, it doesn't just happen, that you've actually built that over time. And um, people know you as as an expert on winning. winning. I mean, obviously, all of those things that you've you've kind of done in your life. But um, I mean, right now, for a lot of people that, you know, uh, are feeling that that things are just different for them right now than they maybe were and, and might feeling a lot of losses. How, how would you say if you're, um, you know, a leader in an organization or just somebody that is kind of, you know, trying to recapture that, that winning feeling, um, what are the, some of the things that, that you kind of see and that they should be doing right now? And what kind of things do you think would, would help with that attitude? Well, I mean, the way that I always kind of see things, because some, sometimes stuff happens to us, right? Sometimes, you know, in this case, none of us did anything wrong, but all of our businesses, you know, a lot of our businesses were, were really set back. Mm -hmm. And um, I always like to think in my brain that I'm never going to be defined by my setback. I'm going to be defined by my comeback. And so my job right now is to say, what is that comeback going to look like? And what can I do right now today, this minute, this hour to be part of an amazing comeback when the world starts spinning again? And so I think very successful and productive people, you know, aren't just floating downstream right now. They're saying, they're saying, what does my big comeback look like? Um, it may not look exactly like, like when you left it. Um, but here's the thing I also believe about winners and about great leaders is that, you know, you became successful in your life uh, because of who you are, you know, who you are in your soul and your mind and, and what you consistently do every day and your habits. 
and your background and experience and skills, that's what makes you you. And you were in the front of the race before somebody said, we're pulling everybody off the race course, right? You were leading the pack. And so the universe has said, okay, everyone's going to go back to the start line. And, you know, you had no control over that. You know, conditions changed. Everyone's got to restart the race. But you know what? When things are back up and running, guess who's going to be at the front of the pack again? You, the same person that was there in the first place. <laughs> you know, maybe better, stronger, even, even faster because of what you're doing right now. So I keep telling myself that, you know what, I'm going to be defined by my comeback. And I got to this successful place in my life or successful-ish um, because of, of who I am and my background and experience and skills and habits. And I'm going to be back again. Um, and so I just know that when that gun goes off and we're all able to start the race again, that there's a good chance I'm going to be back at the front of the pack where I, I love to be and hopefully taking a few people with me <laughs> yeah. along the way. Well, and okay. So how do you, um, I'm sure there's lots of people out there saying, yeah, Robin, you know, you're just, I mean, you're lucky you're an, you're an elite athlete. So, you know, that's, that's one thing that you just have going for you or you're, you're, you're obviously extroverted and, and that's easy for you compared to others. Yeah. You're not, yeah, that's, and it's also, that's, that's maybe his per perception too. Right. So, um, yeah. so what would you say to somebody who's saying that? Because, but it, it is a tendency for some to just think there's, there's luck there. Well, you know that term luck is opportunity meeting preparation. <laughs> yeah. But um, I have had some good opportunities. I will, I will admit that. I got on the world's best adventure racing team because I asked. I made the phone call and said, can I race with you guys? You guys are the best in the world. I'm nobody. Um, can you give me a tryout? So there have been like those opportunities that have happened. But um, my entire life, I've never been a, like a natural or gifted athlete. Like, my, my VO2 max, um, you know, which really indicates a lot of your athleticism or ability to, to go long and hard, um, is below average. Um, it's in the 40s. Like someone like a, a top cyclist is in the early 80s. So I've always had like kind of half the oxygen capacity of the world's <laughs> best, you know, endurance athletes. And I've never been frail. <laughs> small. I, I weigh 150 pounds. And I, even doing Ironman, I weighed 157 pounds. I was in the Athena category. Which, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've never been able to like to lose an ounce. But on top of it, I also, um, my hips, uh, I had this femoral acetabular impingement. And basically, like my Q angle is funky in my hips, which happens for a lot of women. But because of all the miles, um, I started having my hips replaced um, about 13 years ago now. And now I've wow. had six hip replacements. Six. So, wow. <laughs> you know, it, it turns out I wasn't even necessarily built for, <laughs> for yeah. a lot of the stuff I was, I was trying to do. But um, I, I, was, I was lucky in the respect of, of capitalizing on every opportunity and, and working really hard. And um, I was sort of, I get maybe gifted with, kind of that grittiness. Um, I was born with some of that, but. Um, is that, is that what you think is the difference then? Because if the, you know, everything physically sounds like, you know, it's, it, you, you didn't have the same, you know, VO max and all of those things that the other athletes might've had, what made it so that you could become multiple world champion and have lots of success? Well, well, two things there. It's like, it's the, the ultra endurance thing is your ability to suffer. I mean, that basically just, we used to call adventure racing, excellent suffering <laughs> because, you know, it's, 
how, how long can you hang on at that high rate of speed and not just mentally or physically, you know, be crushed. And, um, you know, and then of course the, the team that you're surrounded by, because here's grittiness comes from a couple of places. You're either, you know, born with it, um, you build it or you can borrow it. And on our adventure racing teams, there was a lot of borrowing because, because you just were around people that, that you just like would rather stick a pin in your eye or break a femur than let these people down. And when people believed in you beyond reason, you know, it made you just rise to the occasion. And we weren't out there with each other, we were out there for each other. So a lot of the things we would never do in these 10 to 12 day nonstop ultra endurance races, we never do them alone. But yeah. because we have this amazing team around us and they help us rise by how amazing they are, how much respect we have for each other, um, how everyone's left their ego at the start line. And it's like, no, we're doing this like one mind, one heart, sharing strengths, sharing challenges. Um, we borrowed a lot of grittiness from each other. You know, we did things yeah. we would never, ever do alone. And maybe for those people who don't know kind of what those races look like, can you give just a snapshot of what does, you know, what does a world championship race look like? What are, you know, when, when they, you suddenly say how many days it's people just not even understanding of what that entails for that amount of time, give them a bit of a snapshot. Yeah. So uh, the sport of adventure racing was um, invented by a crazy Frenchman who, who was amazing. <laughs> he wanted to kind of uh, mimic the Whitbread round the world sailing race, but on land in some way. And then it was popularized by Mark Burnett, who started Survivor. And so he picked up the ball from um, Gerard Fusil and popularized it in America and, and on like Discovery Channel and USA Network. But basically, um, it involves small teams of men and women. You have in the beginning and, and still really, you have to have one man and one woman on each team. So mixed gender teams like the real world. And um, they basically say, meet on this mountaintop in Tibet on like May 20th. And they give you a set of maps and road rules, like a book of road rules with all of your coordinates and, and all these places, checkpoints you're supposed to meet at. And overnight you, you chart all this, like your entire course, and they're usually 600 to a thousand miles. And you have to chart your way on maps. Like there's no GPS, like you have to navigate your own way, this 600 to a thousand miles. There's no set course. You just have to go through these 30 or 40 checkpoints. And it's all non-motorized transportation, like kayaking, mountain biking, whitewater rafting, mountaineering. And there's certain times where you switch from one point to another. And you may not see your crew for up to three days at a time. And um, the real kicker, though, was that um, in the rules, if one person on your team quit, your entire team was disqualified. Yeah. So this really kind of brought up a lot of interesting things that we learned in like HR or leadership. Like it was all about like, how do I inspire these semi-exhausted group of people through this endless series of checkpoints in pursuit of this nearly impossible goal while we're working against extreme time pressures and constantly changing conditions and still do it better than anybody else in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's what we learned out there. And that's what we're trying to do, you know, in our business lives every single day. But these, man, these races were like literally usually nine, the one, the world championship we won in Ecuador was nine days for the win. Wow. And then there were teams for three or yeah. four days after us. And it's literally nonstop. So yeah. if you sleep and when you sleep is all part of your strategy. Wow. So it was really a complex game of, of navigation, teamwork, you know, inspiring each other, carrying each other. And, and we were the first team that really figured out how to capitalize on each other's strengths 
And that's how we became so consistently, um, we got on the podium so consistently at the world championships yeah. for like 10 years. Well, and, and now when things are, are the way they are, and I know it's not the same because I mean, I know, I know you're at a very high level in that sport, but the things that you learned about teams and influencing other people and having to kind of inspire and move them along, how have you found that translating into the message that you give to other organizations? I mean, those leadership teams bring you in, not just to hear about your experience, but also how do you translate that into more of the everyday that might even be more important right now than than any other time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I share the experience only to the extent that it actually is relatable and applicable, you know, to, to any, any leader or person in the room that's, that's yeah. listening. You know, so it's not just like these crazy adventure stories. It's like, it's things that really apply to your life. And I would like to say that I was the, um, the genius that kind of first looked at adventure racing and said, oh my God, this totally applies to, to our organizational life, our association and teamwork life in the real world. But um, it's pretty cool because actually I never set out to be a speaker. I'm like a total introvert. <laughs> um, <laughs> I drew the short straw actually the first time my team was asked to speak. But, um, and we were asked to speak because Fast Company Magazine were the first people to take a look at adventure racing and yeah. say, oh my gosh, there's so much here that we can apply to fast moving companies in the real world. So they actually did an article about us and a few other extreme teams called Extreme Teamwork. And so they took a look at our adventure racing team and a team from like Industrial Light and Magic and NASA and, and Navy SEALs and, and like, what do all these teams have in common? Their way of working and relating to each other that can be applied to all of our business lives. And after that, I was asked to speak at their reader conference and um, I guess there was so much that was applicable to the people in the room that were readers of Fast Company Magazine. Like suddenly I was on this 13 city tour for Starbucks. <laughs> and they're like all Not of bad our- bad for an introvert. Worst. <laughs> 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 I just play an extrovert on television. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so inspired to share this with people because like, you know, from that, that presentation came what, what I now call like the eight essential elements of human synergy. And, and it's actually an acronym for teamwork. And that's what I share, you know, in my presentations, like what yeah. helps us as leaders, regardless of the mission, you know, what helps us create and build and inspire those teams that are better together than any individual could ever be alone. And um, it's fun because I share, you know, stories and videos from adventure racing, but they really applied in every way to all of our real lives. Well, and you see that um, the resilience you must have built up over that time and how you can translate that into, um, into what's happening day to day, especially right now. I mean, there's, there's probably some good things to take away with how do you deal with the stress and how do you deal with, how do you maybe make, uh, maybe make directions very specific where as before it might not have been as important, but in a crisis, it's even more important. So. Yeah. I mean, and, and that sort of speaks to like all kinds of different kinds of leadership, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. All of us as leaders, it's like, you know, some days your team needs a warm hug. Some days your team yeah. needs a kick in the butt. Yeah. Some days your team needs a coach. Some days they need to be told exactly what to do. And, you know, it's, it's like your feel as, as a leader, like what does my team really need in this moment, which is actually the eighth essential element of human synergy <laughs> is, uh, is kinetic leadership is the K in teamwork. Like, you know, changing leaders on your team. Cause right now is a pretty cool time also to discover all the background and skills and strengths and experience of every member of, of your team. Yeah. Like maybe people on your team have, have background or experience that they can really lend to the team right now. That's like completely from left field yeah. that they 
bring to the team and you can bring them in, in to lead like some of these zoom sessions and and talk about what they've learned in their background experience and in their life yeah. um but really it's like it really is you kind of taking a look at what can i bring as a leader like what does my team really need right now and you know i also think that that some of that grittiness i always talk about like how important it is for all of us to build our confidence wall and and things when they get hairy if you have something that you've done in your life that's harder or scarier or you know something that you pushed yourself to do you, you always have that to compare it to like every time you do something that's totally out of the norm for you or like you've never run in your life and you complete a marathon or or you go for that big promotion you never imagined that you that you would get and you got it like every time you do something like that you earn a brick that is part of your confidence wall in your life and it's your job to build that confidence wall you know every single day and when your confidence wall is really tall and really strong you um you have that resilience you know that and that's when you, where you build it you have that resilience that you build um, and that you ha always have that reference to say, I've done something harder, I've done something scarier, um, and, and I'm gonna get through this because you know yeah. you can. You're not just believing in yourself, <laughs> you know, you've actually yeah. done hard stuff, you know? Yeah, every, and, every little piece you push yourself is a touch point for, you know, being able to go that extra mile. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I, I mean, the other thing is you were a, a CNN hero. Um, you do kind of lots of additional, and I, I so you have your T-shirt on. So do do you want to tell us a, tell us about the experience of being that? Because that's that's a it's a it's a nice piece of recognition that's different than some of the other things that you've been recognized before. And and tell us about uh, Athena as well. Yeah, that was um, a happy, awesome accident that happened. <laughs> <laughs> How often are they that? That's 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 a good thing. Well, you know, when my hips started falling apart, um, yeah. <laughs> after like my first hip replacement, I knew I wasn't going to be a really good adventure racer anymore, or, you know, that I was going to be able to race at the top of the game with my team. And, and so I, I had a, some deep thoughts with myself, like, okay, what can I do with this now? You know, what can I do with my adventure background? And just one day it just hit me like, oh my gosh, I can take my background and skills in, in adventure sports and that understanding that when we you know, do something crazy and hard, like how much it lifts our spirits and how much more we believe in ourselves. And I was like, what if we could take survivors of medical or traumatic setbacks and help them live an adventurous dream as part of their recovery and help them with their big comeback party? And so in the beginning, we started taking breast cancer survivors on big hikes, like hiking across the Grand Canyon in one day. And, and then we started having people go, well, is it just breast cancer survivors or can it be this? And so over time, it's expanded to like any kind of medical or traumatic setback. Um, you know, like we've had people with, with PTSD or amputations or that have been in a coma for three months or domestic violence or, um, you know, all kinds of people who've just had a big setback. Um, we take them on an adventurous dream. We train them for five months leading up to it. Wow. And we take them on an adventurous dream for their big comeback party so that they can see how strong and amazing and equally importantly, so their family and friends can see how strong and amazing they are after a big setback in their life. So we do crazy things like that their able-bodied <laughs> friends and family would never even imagine. Like we actually do a rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, all wow. the way across the Grand Canyon in one day and back the next. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is no kidding around stuff. Um, we do a 120 mile kayak and bike ride from Key Largo to Key West. Wow. over three days yeah. uh, we do a 50 mile hike 
down the coast of San Diego. We're, we're adding a 40 mile Zion Traverse, 40 miles across the entire park of Zion. Yeah. Um, so we do like six big adventures a year. And for survivors, male and female, by the way, we started taking male survivors too um, a couple of years ago and we just call them Zeus instead of Athena. Yeah. And, <laughs> but we also take fundraisers, which is pretty cool because friends and family started saying, well, we want to go. And so that sort of evolved into, well, let's, let's take our survivors and a bunch of fundraisers. And so it's neat because there are a lot of events out there that like let you raise money for a cool cause, but you don't necessarily get to like see your dollars in action that you've raised. Yeah. But on these adventures, you're literally hiking or paddling or riding with the people that you, that your money has helped to live their adventurous dream and make their big comeback. So, and, and that must be so fulfilling for you. I mean, because you're seeing not just that person, you're seeing, you know, them go through it, but you're also seeing other people that are connected to them. I mean, that must be just awesome for you. Oh, don't even get me started. Like I cry every time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't just uh, because I'm it is so connected. I'm back of the pack at the end. Like as we know <laughs> we're going to succeed, I, flo I float to the back of the pack and just watch and go. Yeah. You did wow. it. They did it. You know, like. It's just amazing to, um, to like, to watch cool. them know that they made it, you know? And yeah. like, there's, there's, a, it's funny, like you'd think the more the tours would be at the end, but it's really like 80% of the way through when you realize you're going to make it and that fear is gone and you're just so proud of yourself and you just can't believe it. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. They're very cool. Now, how do you, um, how do you find the time to do all of this and to, um, you know, to have some, and maybe, maybe you're one of those people who doesn't need kind of that balance. I, d I don't know, but um, you know, how do you do that when, when you've got such big items that you're still even dealing with today? And how do, how do you, how do you kind of stay at that high level and somehow keep yourself, you know, balanced? Yeah, that's, that's the biggie. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those like 10 pounds of life in a five pound bag kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's why I've always been like literally always been ever since I was, I was a kid was school, two sports, straight A's, part-time job. You know, it was always minute you wake up till minute you go to sleep, you know, just, just getting stuff done. And so luckily having started out like that, it doesn't seem, you know, that weird to me, but um, I do take naps on planes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like first thing in the morning, like I, I shoot out the door, like I have to go get some kind of, workout or training i you know i guess that's where my balance is is you know where i'm going for for a run which looks a lot like a lumpy walk these days but, um <laughs> 11 and a half minute miles baby <laughs> well after after six hips you should be that's that's still pretty good i just just love being out there, you know. It doesn't matter. Then, you know, my I don't even I don't even set a watch anymore. It's just that's just my special time. So I guess that's where you know some of the balance is. Um, is and and I do take like little mental breaks during the day. Like I don't just like fully plow through. Like I'll I'll focus for about like forty five minutes on something I need to get done, and then take a fifteen minute break and walk around or get a cup yeah. of coffee or you know I because you know I I don't have big breaks in my life, but I always make sure I have little ones. Yeah. Um, you know, every day, like throughout yeah. the day. And so I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like I'm like overworking myself. I yeah. You're not going to burn out because you're taking right. those times in be between just to ratchet it back a bit. And, and it, and it is interesting to see a lot of, a lot of people that are kind of running at that high level, um, do find out, you know, one of my times that are, I'm 
most productive and then I ratchet down for a little bit and then come back up again. So, yeah, um, I don't think you can maintain that level of like laser focus for more than like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Before your brain sees something shiny. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And that, that's probably true too. There's lots that that just jump from one thing to another too. So, um, so maybe uh, one thing we always ask people that, um, you know, is, if there's somebody who um, right now is is looking at, I mean, we talked a little bit before about um, you know it, it being difficult to feel like you're winning right now, and there will be a time when you know that might that's going to change. But if someone's thinking, you know, listening to this and thinking, okay, I want to I want to make sure that I come out of this the best I possibly can and start getting myself kind of ready to um, to move forward. Are, are there things that you think that somebody can do right away to get themselves, you know, in the right mindset and, and start kind of moving themselves towards an, uh, that winning mindset moving out of the, the challenges that we're going through right now? Well, I think it's really, really important to. Um, to go to bed proud of yourself every day. And that starts first thing in the morning. Um, and that means like every day, like you have this football, like you got this football in your life and you, you got to move it a few yards down the field to feel happy and productive and successful. So each day there should be at least one physical thing, one like family thing and one business thing that you have, even if it's just one thing, where you feel like you've moved the ball further in your life. Um, so it's like maybe this 15 minute workout that you do or in your business life, maybe um, if you're doing virtual sales calls, for example, you know, I'm going to do more preparation today than I did yesterday so that I can be successful on this call. Um, you know, whatever that may be, I'm going to call my mom. I haven't called her for a while, like making that forward progress in, in your family life. But if you do even one like 10 to 15 minute thing every single day, you know, in those three areas, you're gonna feel like it's just small gains, but that's the most important thing is those tiny gains every day because over time they really add up. I mean, those small little, get a few yards here, a few yards there, you're gonna be across the finish line when the world, you know, when the world reopens, you're gonna be even better positioned than you were before. So that's what I'm doing right now is, is moving the ball forward in my life in every way, you know, right now, like I started, I'm, I'm redoing my website, I'm remodeling my house, I'm taking three storage units and make them in making them into one storage unit. Um, I'm doing, you know, I, I created a new keynote, like every day, I just want to feel like I'm moving that ball forward. And, um, and when you go to bed proud of yourself, uh, you wake up happy, you know, and it's a self fulfilling cycle. But you have to, you know, just put down those each, each of those three areas, something you can do for 15 minutes a day minimum, and, and you'll go to bed happy. You'll go to bed proud of yourself. Yeah, and you know what? I think there's, there's an opportunity right now because there is that ability to, um, to really be a little more intentional and methodical around you know, the things that maybe you haven't been able to touch for a while because you were kind of busy in the day-to-day and, and running things through. Um, you know, so that your examples are, are perfect too about, you know, redoing your website, doing all of those things, because uh, those are, those are the things that sit in the back burner for a bit when, yeah. when everything is just uh, at that hamster pace for a while. So uh, yeah, it's so back burner it. time, man. Yeah. It sucks. They're on the back burner for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I, for me, this, this has been great because I, I love kind of hearing about, um, 
uh, about your background and what you've done. I mean, again, I've, I've watched your stuff. I'm one of those people that loved watching the adventure racing when you were actually doing it as well. And, um, you know, so I, I, I think there's so many things that, um, that you can bring to, um, when we can keynotes and all of those things, but I know there's lots of ways for people to, to kind of connect with you and your work now. So, um, if, if people want to kind of look at your, find your book, look at your website, all of those things, what are, what are some of the best ways to do that? Um, let's see, you can find me at um, worldclassteams.com or myname.com. It both goes to the same place. You can find Project Athena if you want to come on an adventure with us. Yeah. Um, we're actually doing adventures this year, July, August, October, and November. Um, so if you want to come on an adventure with us, we probably still have a couple spots left. That website is projectathena.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you can apply to be a survivor. You can apply to be a goddess or a god. And, uh, and come, come play with us. Cool. Well, and I'll, uh, I'll make sure that we put the links for those on our, uh, on our website as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that, uh, people can get through there and get to, to both of those websites as well. Um, anybody else make sure that you go on and, and, uh, hit the subscribe button on, uh, whatever platform you're listening to right now. Cause we have amazing guests just like Robin, uh, has done an awesome job giving us some great action items today. And, you know, again, connect with us, go on to the website. There is a, um, form. It, it's nice that Robin's kind of talked about if you you think through some of those items in your life there's actually a, a form on there that you can use that helps set your goals for the second half of the year and uh, and they're broken up almost the exact same way so if you want something that uh, that you can just sit down on a, on the weekend and and write a few of those out um, it helps you through that thought process a little bit so feel free to download that while you're on there as well um, otherwise thanks again Robin and we'll uh, we'll see everybody again on big idea big moves thanks Jamie you're awesome